Hey, welcome to the Gig Life Podcast 2019 Year in Review. Um, I'm Stevie Taylor, I'm your host. Um, I thought I'd knock this little bit of an episode up for you after feeling a little bit inspired and nostalgic, I suppose. 12 months, can't really get too nostalgic in 12 months though, hey. Um, anyway, that's just me. Here we are. I uh, hope you had a happy festive season. Uh, I certainly did. Um, and I'm off work till early February, which is great. Get to hang out with my kids and do some holiday stuff and work around the house and all that sort of stuff. Right, so the Gig Life Podcast 2019. Man, whew, what a trip. Um, whirlwind. 42 episodes, 52 guests, over 60 hours of content out there at the moment. Um, what was really trippy was hearing that the podcast got to number one on the New Zealand music interview charts for Apple Podcasts, and it also got to number four on the Australian uh, charts for music interviews. So that was, yeah, like I said, that was a trip. Um, <laughs> um, who comes up with these things? I, I don't know. Yeah, so I might give you a bit of a recap on the year from, you know, my my point of view, my side of things. You know, the ups, the downs, the positives, the negatives, the challenges. Um, and also, I might talk about a few sort of behind-the-scenes things that, that um, happened through some of the interviews. I'm not going to go through every single one. There's great stories in all those episodes. And, yeah, uh, I, I might just, yeah, I might just pick a few that sort of stuck out for me, things that might have happened sort of leading up or, or after or or something like that. So I might start with episode 30. That was with Mark Dynamics, Mark Vick. Um, Mark and I have been friends for, for a long time, since mid-90s. Um, you know, uh, legendary DJ in Australia. So it was cool to talk about, you know, those old sort of dance parties that we used to go to in the 90s, but the the thing that I took away the most from that was his gear. Up to that point, all the recordings that were done, all the interviews that I'd done, I'd done on my my little Zoom field recorder, little stereo field recorder thing. Mark has his own studio and he has it set up because he does his own podcast, the electronic podcast. So um, as soon as we got there, sat down, put the headphones on, got these big boom stands, these movable boom stands with these nice microphones and pulled them over and then started talking and, oh, man, it was just the sound for me. It was like, oh, I think it's time to step up the gear, I think. So, um, yeah, from that moment on, driving home, I'm thinking, oh, okay, so now what can I sell? I've got to get some new gear. So I ended up selling my um, collector's item Brady snare drum because um, it had been sitting in a bag Oh, for years now. Had, hadn't even used it. Um, got plenty of photos of it. I got recordings of, of me playing it. And I just, you know, I just didn't see the reason to hang on to it. So I sold it and um, brought some new gear, brought a new recording console thingy, um, some good mics. And, um, yes, it sort of haven't looked back from a sound point of view since then. So um, it's a good one, Mark. Thanks for the for the gear tips, man. Um, episode 35, Simon Fishburn. Simon is a, um, Australian drummer, musician that now lives in New York. Simon contacted me and says, oh, I'm coming to Australia for a little bit. 
um, I need to reapply for my visa, um, but I need to show um, some information about the fact that I'm a professional musician, working musician. So he said, you know, can we sit down and do an interview and, and can I use the interview and present it to the visa board or whatever it may be called? And um, I said, yeah, man, let's do it. So, yeah, we did that and um, it was really cool. Um, then we found out that uh, his visa got accepted. So that's great, man. Happy to happy to help, you know, any any way that we can. Episode 36 and 37. Now, the drummer's roundtable. Um, this was the first roundtable uh, um, bunch of episodes that we've done. And um, throughout the year, we've gone on to do bass players roundtable and um, just recently the guitarist roundtable. So the roundtable idea was something that I'd had a, had in my head for a little while and, and sort of hit up Steve Marin about it. And he said, yeah, it'll be a good idea. So... Um, you know, asked a bunch of these dudes if they wanted to hang out and talk about drums and music and stuff. And of course, you know, us drummers, we like to talk. And so, yep, did that. Um, the biggest challenge with that one was um, the gear. Now, I had my new microphones, had my new recording console thing, but had only ever recorded two people. And um, there were seven of, seven of us um, in that room. So, the challenge of sharing mics and what stands to use. And, um, yeah, um, we also had, it was a bit of a equipment failure, um, but lucky I caught it and was, you know, was able to kind of, you know, re-kickstart it so we could carry on. There wasn't any, any loss or anything. And my favorite story of the day was Dave Goodman driving to a gig, left a stick bag at home, miles away from it, Went to Woolworths or Coles, brought a whole lot of wooden uh, wooden spoons um, and ended up playing the gig with that. So, yeah, that was the story of the night for me. Nice one, Dave. Now, that drummer's roundtable was the first time I'd actually met Dave Ferry. So after we did the roundtable, um, Dave and I did a solo interview, rocked up to his place, got all set up, started talking, had a couple of beers, um, about 45 minutes in, realised that we hadn't started recording. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it happened a couple of times, actually. We had a couple of stop. We, you know, stopped for drink break or toilet break or whatever, and then I'd forget to hit record again, so we'd have to kind of roll it back and <laughs> and um, try and remember what we just said. But, yeah, that, that was really cool. It was fun. Good times. Episode 43, Leon Gare. Um, man. Really nervous about this one I was. Leon's, you know, such a legend. Um, now, I'd done my research, um, asked a few people about some stories about Leon, um, you know, read as much as I could about him. Got there, sat down, got all set up. Um, up to that point, everybody that I'd spoken to, you know, I'd ask them a question and they would, carry on with the question sometimes for a you know, minute or so that would give me time to sort of get ready for the next question or now with Leon um, I think a couple of the earlier questions I don't think I was completely correct with my facts um, expecting him to sort of go on with the answer of the question but he would just answer it with a no or yes 
one word answer. And I was like, oh, I haven't had time to get ready for the next question. So, <laughs> um, so by the end of it, you know, I, th- I kind of made a bit of a readjustment. And I think from that moment on, um, I think that, yeah, that, that interview really changed the way I thought about and how I prepared and, um, always had, always try and have a backup question ready in case that question I ask, um, (laughs) ends up being really short, but, uh, yeah. Um, episode 44, the great David Jones. Um, now this was the first interview I'd done outside of a room or a, no, no, sorry. No, that's not, that's not completely true. That's sorry. This is the first outdoor, uh, interview that I'd done. Um, so David was in town. Uh, he was doing a gig with Sam McNally and Tommy Emanuel at Lazy Bones. He was, he flew in in the morning and he was flying out back to Melbourne that night. So, um, I got to meet him at a cafe on the main street of Marrickville flight path, um, people in the cafe, we're outside. Um, now the biggest challenge there was the, the noise, um, cars, motorbikes, people walking past. We had the cafe, uh, the other people in the cafe talking, plates and cups banging, the planes going across. Um, once I got home, started doing the edit. Oh man, just the noise. It was, um, yeah, this one really challenged my uh, audio editing skills with noise gates and and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, real challenge from the uh, from the editing side of things. Um, episode forty five and forty six. That was the bass players roundtable. Um, again, seven seven of us sitting around four microphones. So managed to make that work this time sorry it was six of us sitting around um four microphones and we had christian atard call in from la which was pretty cool um he'd just finished a a function gig somewhere um and ended up dialing in a little bit sort of late late in the piece but yeah it was really cool talking to him but of course we had an equipment failure now the first 30 minutes um 30 minutes of that we lost for some reason, um, so yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was really disappointing. Now, you would have heard um, in other episodes, like in the intro or something like that, I, I try and get music, um, you know, related to the guest, the guest music. Um, we had this idea with the bass players around the table that all the bass players would create this piece of music specifically for the podcast. So it kind of started off okay, um, got a bit of an idea down, but yeah, just unfortunately things didn't work out the way that we wanted it to and, and um, yeah, a bit of a mix-up in the brief, I think, the explanation of the of the tune that was trying to happen. So yeah, um, anyway, um, I just want to back, back to episode 40, Joel Shabbolt from New Zealand. Um, this one was really cool because I got to co-host it with my mate, Josh Gage. Um, Josh is a huge LAB fan, so I thought it'd be cool to get him in here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just really acted like a fan, eh? Like his, he couldn't talk. He was all nervous and shaking and stuff. And <laughs> it was, 
it was cool. Um, <laughs> oh, bro, love you, Josh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm back. The other thing about that interview with Joel, we got to talk to Joel. He just they'd just come back from the first week of the recording session for LAB's new album, LAB Three. Now, later in episode fifty-eight, I got to talk to Brad Cora, and he's the drummer in LAB and producer. What was really cool about that is we got to hear Brad talking about the album after it had been recorded. So, um, sort of caught it, you know, talking to Joel, talked about the album at the start, and and um, Brad talking about it afterwards. Yeah, it was really cool. Now, the biggest, oh wow, holy shit moment for me was episode 50 with Ben Rogers. Um, ben, like if you listen to Ben's episode, I told this story at the at the um, during the intro of his episode. Uh, if you hadn't haven't heard that, um, I'll kind of I'll recap it now. Ben was in Sydney um, working on some sessions, and so we arranged to meet at a studio in Sydney. So he gave me the address um, on the day of the interview. So I cruised out there, rang the bell, dude opens the door, Ben walks up. Walk in there, massive, big, huge kitchen, and over by the sink was Jimmy and Jane Barnes. And I went, oh, far out. That's Jimmy Barnes. That's pretty cool. I said hello, and uh, Ben walked me through to the to the studio part. Um, beautiful drum kit set up over there, guitar cases and stuff on the floor, guitars sitting outside of their cases. Uh, bass guitars and stuff like that. Walk into the control room, keyboard set up, blah blah blah. Start talking to Ben. Oh, hey Ben, so um, you know what what are you what are you doing in town at the moment? And he goes, oh, I'm currently producing demos for Cold Chisel. Cold Chisel have been in the studio all week, and I'm like, oh, what? So that's Mossy's guitar and Phil Small's bass down there, and that's Charlie Drayton's drum kit over there. <laughs> yeah, that was that was cool, man. Um, episode 51, Marina De Silva. Now, um, last minute we ended up doing this interview at the Bondi Library. I'd never done an interview at a library before, so rocking up there I thought would have to be really quiet and stuff like this. But um, apparently you can um, hire or rent, rent rooms. So anyway, we go in there, set up, start talking, blah, blah, blah. You know, getting right into it. About an hour in. And we get this uh, voice over the loudspeaker. The the library's closing. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, we better wrap it up. So, and we had so much more to talk about. Um, so we tried to, com- you know, condense it down. And and um, yeah, as we're winding up again, the security guard walked past and you know, sort of gave us the the sign to get out. I kind of felt like I was in trouble at school, you know. So, but yeah, it was my first experience. Of an interview at a library. Um, yeah, so episode 54. Now that was the first Spotlight series um, podcast that we've done. Um, now that was an idea I had earlier in the year to, especially after speaking with Kerry Buchanan and, and um, Dave Ferry, and of course the year before talking with Johnny, Johnny Adams. Um, we're all big fans of Jeff Beccaro, so I thought it would be a great idea if we all got together and we just talked about Jeff Beccaro. Um, now, 
I contacted Leon Gear and um, because Leon, when Leon was recording the Brother to Brother album um, with Gino Vanelli years ago, they were sharing the studio with Toto. So, well, one part of the studio with Toto. So um, Gino Vanelli, their crew, they'd be there during the day and then Toto would come in at night time and, you know, there was exchanging of gear and all this kind of thing. So I figured maybe Leon might have some Jeff stories. So I, I rang up Leon and I said, oh, you know, Leon, have you got any um, Jeff Picaro stories? And he goes, no, I don't. But I know this guy that does who actually played with played with Jeff and his name's Louis Shelton. And I'm like, oh, I've heard of Louis Shelton. Um, so he gave me his phone number and I'm like, oh, man, this is cool. Um, so got in touch with Louis and, and straight away Louis says, yep, I'm into it. So... That was cool, man. So me, Kerry Buchanan, Dave Ferry, Johnny Adams, and the great Louis Shelton, we got to sit down and talk about Jeff Picaro for some hours, you know. Um, but, yeah, the biggest spin-out was, you know, having Louis sitting there and as we are playing back the songs that Louis had played on with Jeff, you know, seeing Louis react to those songs, it was, oh, man, it was awesome. It was so cool. Um, that... That night, probably, yeah, one of the highlights of the year for me, easily. Um, episode 55, Danny McCrum. Now, Danny's from New Zealand. Danny contacted me via um, email saying, you know, love to come on your show. And I thought, yeah, that, you know, sounds cool. And then I just thought about the name for a sec. I said, oh, that, that sounds familiar. Now, when I was researching the Joel Shadbolt interview for episode 40, Joel had been on a podcast called Don't Give Up Your Day Job with Danny McCrum and Bobby Kennedy. Now, Bobby is the um, drummer for New Zealand band Op Shop. Now, I thought, this is cool. So anyway, hooked it up. Uh, we got on the Skype and we talked and it was great, man. We, you know, we were, you know, of course, talking about his career, but then we started talking about podcasting and the different challenges that we have and um yeah sort of cross-pollinating the the podcast that was really cool so that was that was certainly a new experience for me talking to someone from another podcast about their podcast and them talking to me about my podcast and yeah so that, that was really cool another highlight for me episode 56 was Lance Phillip now Lance was my drum teacher um, my high school drum teacher back in New Zealand. Um, he used to drive to our school once a week and teach me and, uh, yeah, just completely changed the way that I thought about music and played and technique, all that sort of thing. Um, he's been such a big influence on me and, and um, he was definitely somebody I wanted to get on the podcast this year. And, uh, man, so happy, so happy it happened and, you know, another highlight for me, definitely for sure. Now, with the podcast, like I said earlier, I play the guest song, whatever, during the intro. Um, I've been able to get to hear songs before they've been released this year, which has been, oh man, so cool. So the first one of those was back in April, episode 42 with Jade McRae. Her song, Handle Me With Care, which is yet to be released. Um, I got to hear that. Um, that forms part of the intro to her podcast. Um, the other one was 
episode 59, Jack Housden um, got to hear his new song, Bombs, which I believe is not officially released yet. Um, oh, man, something else. If you know about Jack, uh, he's got this real love for the 60s, and that song just encapsulates the 60s. It's so cool. Can't wait for you guys to hear that. Um, yeah, like I said, feel pretty... Uh, privileged to be being able to hear those couple of songs this year. Now the third uh, roundtable we did this year was the guitarist roundtable. So the last two episodes, um, episode sixty six and sixty seven, were the guitarist roundtable. Now, like I said in the intros to those episodes, um, I'm not a guitarist by any means. Um, with the bass player and drummers roundtables, fairly familiar with that stuff. Um, you know, being a drummer and a bass player myself. But guitar, you know, so no, no, I was a little bit out of my uh, out of my wheelhouse. So I contacted Matt Wakeling from the Guitar Speak podcast and um, asked him if he wanted to do a podcast together. Um, so then we got the other guys to to come in with that. So that's another kind of cross pollinating podcast um, event that we did, which was really cool. Now. The first time I spoke to Matt uh, was on the phone when we we <laughs> we called each other and we're talking to each other for a while, and he was like, "Hey man, I've only really ever heard your voice on your podcast," and I'm like, "I've only heard your voice on your podcast," and together we're kind of like, "Well, we sound like we're talking to each other's podcasts." <laughs> it, yeah, it was weird, man. Um, guess you had to be there for that one, eh? But yeah, that's basically all the notes I've taken. Um, I could have, I could go on for another hour talking about all these wicked people I've talked to this year. Um, the most enjoyable part for me is making that connection with the guest, um, doing the research, and then the interview itself. From that, more often than not, this year um, friendships have begun, and some of those friendships will, you know, continue on for a long time. So, some of the challenges now, the biggest challenge is writing and recording the show intros, the show notes, the website blurbs. Um, Writing's never been something that comes naturally to me. Um, It's a real challenge. As is this particular episode we're doing here now, I felt very nervous leading up to this. (laughs) Um, You know, the pressure to get the research right, you know, asking the right things. Um, I need to think about that stuff all the time. Time has always been a challenge, you know, working a full-time job, I've got two young daughters, my wife, playing gigs, you know. Um, early on, I was doing one a week. I don't think that's sustainable. Um, you know, those first few months of the podcast, I was like a deer in the headlights, you know, overcommitted myself a few times. But, you know, the final product, the episodes, they haven't suffered. Maybe my mental health and my blood pressure did, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I think I found my groove now in my pocket, you know. Um, the other thing that took me a while to get my head around, and I spoke about this on the interview I did with Danny McCrum, you know, I'd make a connection with a guest, talk to them leading up to the podcast recording, sit down with them, chat with them, get a bit of a rapport, start building a friendship, you know, really getting to know them a little bit, you know, as they start opening up about their life and their careers, you know, you get this feeling that, you know, there's a friendship there. Then once the episode's released... You never hear from them again. Um, (laughs) 
But that's cool. I've worked that out now. I, I get it. Um, there's been a bunch of people that have helped me with different things uh, through the year. I want to give a big thank you to those people. But there's a handful I want to thank specifically today. Um, Steve Marin, Dave Ferry, Johnny Adams, Kerry Buchanan, David Jones, and Sam McNally. Uh, that's a handful if you've got six fingers. But um, <laughs> between this bunch of great musicians and, you know, awesome humans um they seem to know everybody so whenever i've needed insights had questions needed advice on up-and-coming guests you know they've gone above and beyond to help me so couldn't do it without you thanks so much um this podcast um i can't produce it for nothing um it it costs money um i don't make revenue from ads or anything like that i don't ask for people to pay to listen to the episodes or like I never would but what I have set up is a donation link um, via PayPal um, so if you see the value in the Gig Life podcast you can donate it can be as little or as much as you like but you know there's no obligation um, if you don't donate you're still going to get all the episodes nothing will change but on that, I want to give a shout out to a few people that um, have supported the podcast this year. Um, Ross Comerford, Julian Bennett, Dave Variali of um, I'd Hit That Podcast, Richard Goldner, Max Sender and Bennett Livingston. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, your support means everything. It's awesome. Thank you. Time to uh, wind this thing up. 2020, so I've got many more Australian and New Zealand guests to talk to, um, Sydney as well as interstate. Um, I'm going to start interviewing bands. Um, I've been asked to do video interviews, but it's just too much work, so I'm not going to do that. More roundtable episodes. Um, we're in the process of planning a woman in music roundtable, which is happening uh, early 2020. And the next Spotlight Series episode will be um, about American drummer Steve Gadd. So really looking forward to that. So thank you, the listeners, the subscribers. Thanks for tuning in to the Gig Life podcast and making it a part of your week. As I've said many times before, if you didn't listen, I wouldn't be doing it. So again, thank you so much. All the best for 2020 and um, talk to you soon. Cheers.